0: hello again coming to you in the same day because I just really enjoy podcasting and sharing my story anyway this time I'm actually going to get into the story before we before we reach a minute mark so I was talking about freshman year and the difficulties I faced as um Someone who was going to be entering a new school for the first time where she didn't know people, but also entering the school as a sick person. Haven't even talked about how dialysis affected my school life. I'll go into that now. Um, being that I had dialysis three times a week, um, mon- my schedule was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I the start time was... Five, yeah. It was about five, five thirty and I was supposed to end around eight, but um if you've ever been on dialysis or you've ever experienced someone on dialysis, you know. It's not it doesn't really follow strict time guidelines. Um, you know, and then complications can arise and it's more about removing fluid from the body, yada 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 blah blah blah. It never actually ends at a perfect time. Um well, it used to for me, but you know, it's give and take. So it was a real hindrance to my social life, um, or should I say lack thereof. So can you hear the phone ringing? I'm sorry. I live with other people, so you're going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I genuinely am. Like, I wish I could live in a totally quiet environment, but that's just not a possibility right now. Um, ooh, it's gonna annoy me a little bit, but we move forward, forward, um, it's distracting (laughs) me, yeah, so, um, dialysis really hindered my, um, school life because, um, Friday is like the day everyone hangs out, but I can't hang out with anyone or get to know anyone better because, um, I have to go to dialysis, I have to leave the school premises immediately, um, to go home so that I can be picked up by a car service to go to dialysis so you know um, nobody really wants to hang out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I'm not even talking about the fact that I would get dialysis of something that is completely draining sure you get a day off but like what people didn't understand was that that's my day to recuperate but I was going to school on that day and every day and so I was getting no recuperate I was I wasn't recuperating my energy was slim to none I got insomnia I am prone to insomnia I should say um and I'm prone to my sleep cycle just flipping um so it wasn't a good idea you know the um going to school every day and the dialysis although it wasn't really an idea I didn't get a choice they weren't like hey (laughs) do you want to go to school or do you want to do dialysis um however I did receive home instruction before that's a whole nother story that I honestly don't want to get into because that's a whole like personal thing not for me but like it's a literally experience by experience your personal not personal your home instruction teacher might be great Um, my first home instruction teacher was a first grade teacher, so, um, they didn't really know what I was doing in high school. Um, they were, they weren't as experienced with the material, which is not their fault. I thank them for giving their time up and, um, donating their time to people who need it, like me. I really am gracious for it. Um, it just was that sometimes I would get the math problems right before they did. And they would say I was wrong, but my math was right. Um, and it's not their fault. Listen, I'm not going to do the math I did in high school again. Like, well, going into nursing, I don't know. But like, if you're being a teacher, like, especially if you're teaching first grade, the likelihood of you using this uh, calculus is very slim to none. Which, side note, I didn't get to learn calculus in high school because um, I'll get into it. But it made me a little sad. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, um, the whole going to school every day, um, having five hours of home- five to eight hours of homework, um, and then also trying to be medically okay was a recipe for disaster that no one could have prepared me for. There was really nothing anybody could do to, like, set me up to, like, not- experience it I was gonna experience it regardless you know it's just that I was given like a nice cushion to fall on um when I did inevitably whoa (laughs) when I did inevitably experience burnout which the only reason why I know what burnout is is because YouTube and like YouTubers talked about burnout and I was like oh wait a minute I'm experiencing educational burnout like school-wise I'm burnt out I'm tired of writing essays I'm tired of doing tests I'm tired and I don't want to do it anymore I was actually experiencing burnout but I'm getting ahead of myself so yeah um freshman year nothing really special happened I was really trying my hardest to work at a level that I worked before I was diagnosed and that just wasn't achievable for me and I've never really gotten back to my old worth ethic because I've changed I've just changed a lot since then you know my health is my number one priority of course and sometimes it gets in the way of me doing my schoolwork which depends on where you're going but uh and depends on your teacher but sometimes they're not always um accommodating for that which is a thing it's just a thing that happens it's a thing Um, but yeah, freshman year, I'm trying to think, there was nothing really uh, that spoke out to me that, like, I can keep vague and, like, not (laughs) be extremely specific. Yeah, freshman year, I think it was kind of just, like, any freshman year that anyone has, um, but, like, in New York City. Um, yeah, it was just pretty normal. I was getting to know people, people were getting to know people, everyone was kind of just shy, awkward. Um, but people were making their friend groups fast, and I was really trying to find where I fit in. And I was, I people had initially liked me, I think. Oh, goodness, this sounds conceited. Does it? I don't know. I thought I was making friends. And then, because, another side note, I've never really learned how to take a friendship to outside of school. I've never really been the initiator of those conversations. It's always the friend who's like, hey, do you want to hang out with me after school or stuff like that? And that's kind of been my guideline that this person wants to hang out with me because, you know, that darn old anxiety is always in my head, um, telling me that, uh, no one actually likes me. hmm <laughs> hmm <laughs> And that, um, they're just pitying me. But that's not the case, hopefully. It's not the case. Um, it's not the case. Yeah, but, something that I've experienced um it's just so isolating to have to leave school for six months I told you it was like half of the school year so um a full school year is 10 months yeah so I came I was like in school for about four full months maybe five I did the math though I know it was six months so you know give or take but oof it was hard and then um You know, I tried to make up as many credits as possible with home instruction, but, you know, I'm literally not learning the same things that my peers are learning. So it was obviously really hard. Um, I actually, let me get my, I'm sorry, you're going to hear shuffling because I do have a notebook that talks about all the teachers that I had so I can remember my experiences. Okay. I tried to do as little shuffling as possible. Hopefully, I managed to do that. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to look at my teachers' names and then remember what they were like. So I talked about geometry class and how that was um, not a great first experience, but I also didn't know what the hell was going on in geometry class. Like, let me tell you. Um, this is something I can speak to about middle school because I didn't really speak about it that much, but being that, um, I, what? I blanked out for a second, sorry, head went empty completely, but being that I had to step away from school for six months, six months was definitely in, um, eighth grade. Six months was definitely in eighth grade and sophomore year because, um, I was actually like very going to, like I was admitted during those times. So I know that those times were like six months and then freshman year was like probably five. Um, so yeah. So in eighth grade, I really did leave for a long time because that was my diagnosis year and I was going through a lot. I came back in April. I left in November, came back in April. So I'm not going to do the math, please. Um... But I came back, and they had written letters for me, and it was so nice, and they also did it in high school, um, and I let people know that, like, I still have your letters, like, they are in a safe place in my apartment, um, I can access them when I want to, they are safe, and I have them, and I really do appreciate them beyond, um, I don't know how to, like, tell you guys that I appreciate them, but I really do, um, yeah, so, i talked about how math was my strong suit and my homeroom teacher was also my math teacher and there was this test that um you take oh, i totally forgot what the test was um but it's like for entry it's like an entry exam into high schools essentially um oh it's the regents that's <laughs> that's what it was um yeah and we are like talking about how it's just kind of like you know i you don't know but it was the fact that i was such a strong student in math and that i no longer knew what was there what they were talking about and i would ask my teacher for help all the time and it's just that he couldn't guide me from like literally out of nowhere it was like they were on unit 12 and I was stuck on unit 5 like how can you understand where we are now without you having all that background information so that just wasn't an option for me um I remember they suggested this like Khan Academy like website I'll um look for it right now it was like iXL or something oh my god I just get it does it mean like like, i excel, like, I am excelling. It was IXL. Wow, that makes so much sense. So, it's the the initials? The letter, the letters are IXL, and I didn't understand that it means, like, I excel, like, I excel in this thing. Yeah, so they gave it, like, that was the first time the school had ever used that program, and I was completely lost. Um, one thing I learned about myself through all of my um health challenges is that um I don't learn well when I teach myself I I I can't teach myself new um things I have to have a teacher guide me um surprise I'd rather have someone guide me than me teach myself um yeah but I actually know the unit that they were on they were doing parabolas and I think I technically know how to do a parabola now that I've graduated high school, but I'm not completely sure. Um, parabolas, what are they? I don't, when I tell you I was guessing on that IXL website and I never understood it. So I was just literally at a point I was just coming to math class for nothing. I was, I couldn't understand anything that was going on I asked my peers to help me and they were trying to guide me and it was just so confusing so I was lost and a lot of teachers cut me some slack and they were just like you know do what you can like obviously your your circumstances is very like I don't even know what to say like not rare but your circumstances your circumstance so like we can't penalize you for that, which I appreciated. That did not continue. Oh yes, ooh, I am too close to the mic, cause that I saw the, I laughed and it went, um. So yeah, um. But the the non penalize the I got penalized for being sick, y'all. To narrow it down, yeah, I got I at least I felt like it, and I've told my mom this multiple times. I was like. I'm just tired of feeling guilty for being sick and feeling like I'm being punished because I'm sick. Because I got sick out of nowhere. I felt like I was being punished. Um, yeah. So, that was that. That was 8th grade. But, yeah. that it's, it's amazing how that still rings in my head because, you know, I really did love math and I just know that well I don't know but I feel like I would have been a stronger student had I not left school obviously but um hindsight's 2020 and I can't change the future I can't change the past lord yeah that's what I that's what I meant um but not a freshman year so I'm looking at my English teacher um loved her to be honest like she was so supportive and she understood I am so thankful to her she was one of the only people i felt like i could come to one of the only teachers i felt like i could come to and be completely honest with how i was struggling and be like i was on dialysis last night i didn't have time to read and she would let me go to the library and read and she would let me not miss class but i would tell her like i just i wasn't able to read this chapter last night and she would let me go to the library and read and so i could catch up and it was just so gracious I'm so thankful to her, just, I had her again for sophomore year, she was my teacher two years in a row, and I was just so incredibly thankful to her, thank you so much, thank you, like, I think I said this before, but, like, um, maybe I didn't, maybe I said this in my head, I'm sorry, I have conversations in my head, was that oversharing? Probably, but, like, English teachers and me, we either get along or we don't um that's really it um and we got along really well I really appreciated her she was amazing um math math we talked about geometry um it was interesting definitely I don't feel like my math teacher really knew me um I saw her senior year and I don't think she recognized me so that's cool that's literally the experience that I got. Like, whenever I would leave and then come back, students would think I was a new student. And they would reintroduce themselves to me. And I was like, I don't know how to explain to you that I've been here the whole time. Like, people literally, sophomore year, people thought I was a new student. And I was like, I've, I've been here the whole time. But, you know, uh, nice to meet you, I guess. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, but yeah my my geometry teacher didn't recognize me, and she didn't seem to really relate to students at all per se. She just just seemed to be like on that like class mind and um not really individual mind and um she didn't provide me with much help, but you know, who's to, I can't blame these people. Well, well, it is your job to like adjust learning styles. And I'm navigating this for the first time just like you if I could have been given a little help and been guided a little more that would have been a, I would have appreciated it but nothing against you what's done is done at the end of the day I graduated so that's all I want um history my history teacher was also really amazing he was so nice to be And I only had him freshman year, but he would keep up with me, like, throughout high school. And I told him when I got a transplant, and he emailed me when he heard the news. It was so nice. Oh, I am so, like, he was awesome. You know, talk about teachers that were, like, meeting my accommodations and would accommodate me. He was amazing and spectacular, and he was just such a cool dude, you know? you don't know but like he was a cool person like one of those teachers that you actually like you like the teachers like I really I had a great set of teachers I should also say like I don't think she's gonna hear this but I didn't originally like my English teacher because I took English is like by far one of the classes I hate so I just have ingrained in me to not like no that's not true but like an English teacher assigned homework and then I'm like but this doesn't make sense and they're like make it make sense and I'm like "I, I I can't um but once I really got to talk to her yeah I realized that like she's actually really willing to work with me and accommodate me and um she was really spectacular just spectacular however I did experience um once in our class when we were talking about um the artist the white woman who drew emmett till i was sharing my opinion in a class of majority white people um and uh one of one of the students directly told me that i was wrong and not in the exact words but you know definitely felt a little bit invalidated in my black experience then um yeah i wonder how i wonder how that conversation would go now probably would have listened to me more should have listened to me back then too but it's in the past i didn't really have anybody to stick up for me because there was not that many black students there well not that they should stick up for me but like i don't know to validate the black experience i just was saying i don't even remember what i was saying essentially but i was saying how like It was wrong for her to make that artwork or how it could be painful and harmful to people. I don't remember what I was saying. I just remember feeling completely invalidated and almost crying. I mean, like, literally, it was a a peer that I had never talked to before in my whole entire life who was ready to say that I was wrong. Like, we've never spoken to each other However, you are very willing and able to tell me I'm wrong. That's interesting. Maybe I'm just sensitive. No, no. No, I was not just sensitive. I was speaking about a black experience from my black narrative. And a white boy decided to invalidate me. That's what happened. And I saw that specifically... One other black student, I don't even remember how many other black students there were, but one other black student was not their head. I'll also say that this school technically has a history of, like, uh, scrambled race relations, I should say. Like, not the best. Not the best. I can't speak on it because, again, I was m- usually at home recovering <laughs> from illness but you know I'm sure somebody else can speak to it but at the end of the day my opinion was invalidated um as a black person you know and it was I felt attacked that's besides the point she was amazing that incident is is separated from her but you know I remember that y'all probably don't but I do um science teacher so um I had the science teacher again, junior year. I'm just gonna say, um, okay, here's the thing. He was really unhelpful in freshman year, like extremely unhelpful. Like I would email this dude while I was sitting down in dialysis and talking and I would try to tell him that I just really can't do something or I don't have the capacity and it was just like emailing a blank wall. It was horrible. This teacher also is a self-proclaimed non like freshman so he doesn't like freshman students um is what he said multiple times i mean in junior year he would even say it he doesn't like the freshmen and i was like so when i was a freshman and i told you i had kidney failure and i was on dialysis first of all you're a science teacher so you like know what that means so where was the sympathy where was it i i, I would have liked some of it But I didn't get any. But it seems like nobody got any. I was so lost in that class. I was so lost. So lost in biology. I'm lucky I didn't have to take that again. Biology was what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then we have electives. And elective was rotation in freshman year. So it was pretty chill, you know? yeah I don't have much to say about freshman year because it was really me trying to find my bearings and then having to unfortunately give in to my health deteriorating and me having to take a step back from school for a couple months and um gain my school legs back and then go to school again and that was such an anxiety inducing experience for me to go back to school and have everybody look at you, ooh, ooh. And it happened three times in my life, but twice in um, high school, yeah, yeah. Not fun, not fun at all. Luckily, it wasn't, I don't remember freshman year that much, and I had some amazing teachers, but um, not everyone was truly understanding of my situation. Now, before I go into talking about sophomore year, which is the year of the transplant, I just want to talk about the administration of the school who really stuck their necks out for me. And I am so incredibly appreciative to them. I want to thank the guidance counselors that helped me. Oh my goodness if my biggest suggestion would be to talk to guidance counselors because sometimes they just seem more human than teachers I have to be honest with you and they're not it's like you can be honest with them because they're not grading you Uh, I just felt like I can totally I could totally confide in um certain guidance counselors that I had and I am immensely appreciative to them because they are the reason why I was able to graduate um literally I I owe so much to them and I'm so thankful and they were the saving grace of my high school experience because oh I really couldn't do a lot of it without them um so I thank you from the bottom of my heart I'm so incredibly appreciative to you thank you With that, it reminds me of two things that I want to talk about. Um, one of them is elevators, maybe I should write this down, elevators, and then I forgot the other thing already. You know, my mind leads me astray sometimes, which is a thing. Um, I want to talk about elevators, and then if I remember the other thing, I'll remember the other thing. I am opening a little pencil case. Right, sure. down, elevators, um, so elevators, so because I, um, had kidney failure and I was on dialysis, um, it affects my whole body, um, your organ failure affects your whole body, which I had mentioned before, but it made my joints weak, um, specifically my autoimmune disease tends to hurt their joints, um, but also, like I said before, organ failure makes your other organs work harder, So, yeah, that was a thing. Um, Quick tangent to middle school. There was this art teacher that everyone did like. Um, I don't remember her name. Even if I... No, I would probably say her name if I... No, I wouldn't. Who am I lying? Who am I kidding? I would not say her name. I don't want to say anybody's name. But she just had a vendetta out for all of us. Even students she didn't have. She just enjoyed being mean. And we did not understand why. So just to kind of get set the stage like everyone in my middle school took the stairs you really didn't take the elevator like ever it wasn't even that accessible you just don't take the elevator um because it was easier to get where you need to go with the stairs however now that i'm sickly and chronically ill um and i could literally have a heart attack or my blood pressure could rise so high that i have a seizure Um, if I take the stairs, I need to take the elevator now. It's just something that I need to do. Um, so there were no problems until I had to take the elevator for lunch with her. And like, I've, I have an invisible illness where you can't physically see that I'm ill. However, if you did know me before and you know me now, you can see a difference in my face and, my energy, Um, but you couldn't see that I was ill, truly, you couldn't, unless you saw um, my port, my central line, which I felt like was already an indicator that I was sick, and I didn't know why people were asking me why I'm using the elevator, like, you don't see anybody with this, right? Okay, so then maybe, maybe just, maybe just think I'm ill, maybe give me the benefit of the doubt, maybe, maybe, but this teacher you you know you think of art teachers as like really calm and awesome listen the art teacher that I had in middle school when that when the other art teacher there's two art teachers one of the mean one one was that one was mean and the other was like an angel sent from above she was so nice so sweet I love her so much um if I can say hi to her I will um she was phenomenal fantastic truly love her love her um but unfortunately she was not in the elevator with me you know what this woman asked me she's like why are you in the elevator and I'm like um because if I take the stairs I'll have a heart attack and she's like oh okay and then she felt bad because you do not ask people their disabilities. You don't ask people those kinds of questions, you know? Just give people the benefit of the doubt that they are sick, you know? And here's the thing. What if I wasn't sick? What truly am I going to do? There was three of us in the elevator, including me and her. What are you stopping? It's not like 10,000 kids were going to use the elevator. It's not like I was telling my friends to come in the elevator with me. I waved to my friends as they walked up the stairs and I went to the elevator, Wouldn't I like to talk to my friends more instead of being in this elevator with you who seems to have a vendetta out for kids and is just very bitter? Yeah, I'd rather be with my friends, but here I am in this elevator. Thanks, though. Thank you for asking me why I'm sick. That's so nice. So nice. I love when people ask me that question. Oh, so yeah, in my high school... This is a whole thing. The other ways were a whole thing. So my house house has seven floors, give or take the basement and upper floors and stuff. So, um, like a lot, too many, too many. For instance, my middle school was, it's shared a, shared a building with other schools, but we were on the third floor. That was it. Okay. That was it. Seven floors. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And most of the, most of the classes are on the floor. Four third, fourth, and fifth floor. Some are on the sixth, but they tried to keep it three, four, five floors. No, like third, fourth, and fifth floor. Um so yeah, no, I can't do that. I can't nope, that wasn't going to work for me. And the thing is, sometimes the elevator would be down and I would have to climb the stairs. I'll talk about that, um, in a bit. But yeah, I just so at first the elevator wasn't locked so everybody was using the elevator talking about I have this I have that I have this I have that listen just the running thing was that people would always have an excuse to go on the elevator the nurse was an elderly lady was is I'm not sure um (laughs) she I don't know if she works there anymore I should specify um but they were an elderly lady and You know, as long as someone said they had asthma, she would give them an elevator pass. And at first, it was just a paper that you would show people. It went from paper that you would show people to, like, an actual elevator pass to, like, it, it bounced back so many times to then having both. And it was just a thing because the teachers were so territorial of the elevator. But it did get to a point where, like, people who actually needed the elevator, like me and people who were in wheelchairs, we're waiting for, like, minutes because we didn't have an elevator to go on to get to our class. And it would make me late to class. And I, they would be like, why are you late to class? I was like, I need to take the elevator. And they're like, why are you taking the elevator? And I'm like, do you want me to go over this in front of the whole class that I have kidney failure? No, we're not doing this game. Okay. Um, so, that was a thing. But, yeah, people would say, people would put their knee braces on that they've had for a while like old knee braces and be like, I have an injury, I need to go on the elevator. This is not an assumption I'm making because here's the thing people would flat out say it. Like I would hear them talking in the hallways and talking about like, oh, I'm gonna bring my knee brace to school the next day so I can take the elevator. Great, good for you. Um sure. I really didn't care if anybody else used the elevator. I just wanted to get to class and when you're holding me up and when everybody's getting kicked out of the elevator and they're looking at the girl who looks like she's totally fine and they're telling me to leave and I'm like I have kidney failure and then they shut the fuck up yeah 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 that's what I thought and then people would be like oh she has a legitimate reason and when I would show people my past and they were like but why are you still on the elevator and I'm like have kidney failure and then they would finally leave me alone like you don't have the right I know you're a teacher but you're an adult whose mind is fully developed you don't have the right to ask me that I showed you my elevator pass you should not ask me why I have one just trust me okay thank you go to your class do what you need to do can I just can I just live can I live can I live, can I live, I need the elevator, please, that also, um, brings me to the point where I couldn't participate in gym because of my central line, and then also because of my transplant, so, like, my school did, like, hardcore sports at gym, like, rugby was one of the units, like, some weird sports, like, very physically active sports, and I couldn't play any of them you know and then it was just a whole thing explaining to the gym teachers and then the scheduling people that I couldn't do gym and need to get my 504 form and it was just a whole hassle and it got to the point where I had they wouldn't take gym out of my schedule and I had to tell the teacher hey I can't participate in gym because I have a kidney transplant and if I get hit with like a ball on my transplant or my central line It's not a good thing. I just can't participate in gym. And then they were like, I they would then they would say, I need to see a doctor's note. And I'm like, Why would I lie about a kidney transplant? Please. You're making this harder for me. I can't just go to the chief. I'm sorry. I'm too busy talking to my doctor about like my next course of action to remember that I have to get a note for gym. I'm sorry. My life is, my life is busy and I'm dealing with other things. Other things are my priority. Okay. Thank you. It was, it was a whole thing every year, every semester. And some gym teachers just wouldn't let me off the hook and they would make me stay in gym class to the point where I started just skipping gym class. I was like, you're not going to make me stay in gym. I, I have a transplant no i'm leaving And like it's first of all it's better for you if i just leave that's the truth so why are we playing this game i can't do anything to help you i have a transplant and it wasn't always the teacher's fault it's also just like they didn't know how to handle things and like how to like structure it was a mess mess let's talk about the stairs for a second so when the elevator was down or not working or just insanely busy and I was late to class, I would have to take the stairs, which, uh-oh, um, would leave me heart racing, feeling so fatigued, like my legs would buckle. I have a whole story about my knees buckling. But um, yeah, I didn't tell you guys, but I had to do physical therapy to walk. I have to do that I had to do that after my initial diagnosis and then I also had to do that after transplant and I just have never felt like I could really walk after transplant, which is fun. But I've had to do physical therapy multiple times and they've all just been like, Well, maybe stairs is up for you. You can ask for accommodations for the elevator because stairs are just really gonna wear you out. Um, so one time <laughs> I was climbing the stairs to the fifth floor because I was really tired. And oh, even saying this gives me embarrassment. In a moment of pure fatigue and, like, such weakness, I was, like, almost at the fifth floor. And I'm carrying heavy, heavy books. heavy bind- I had, like, two binders a day. It was... I can't even get into it, but the point of it is for me to get into it, but ugh, my school supplies was always so heavy, and I'm over here holding the railing, and breathing heavy, and then guess who I see? Uh, Someone from my, cl- my class, a classmate, a classmate, who I do ever talk to, yeah, if it only could be someone that I know, you know, but there was, the likelihood of that happening was, like, not possible. But the likelihood of it being someone that I had class with was also very low because it's a very big school. I mean, it has seven floors. I cannot tell you the embarrassment I had because this person is seeing me at my most vulnerable state. Like, I'm literally hunched over, taking heavy breaths just so weak, my knees are like bouncing because it can't take the stress I've been putting my knees on and it's just horrendous, and then they look up and they see me and then they just go on about their day and I'm like, oh my god, I need to run e-e-. nope, running running to up the stairs because I don't want anybody to ever see me like this ever again um, yeah that was fun um <laughs> that was painful to tell that was like legitimately painful to share that story Ugh. the thing is it's I have a thing where I'm like more self-conscious around um, I'm more self-conscious about myself around boys than I am girls or male presenting people you don't even have to like it's just you know what? I'm self-conscious around everyone, but like, you know, it's like society has led me to believe that boys or men or males, um, judge you more off your appearance, even though that might not even be the case, but like, then why is catcalling a thing? Regardless, I was like, oh, of course I had to be a boy to witness me in my moment of weakness um yeah and then that boy continued to be in like almost all my classes not really but like in classes I would not expect them to be and I was like oh my god can you I don't want to see you you're seeing me at like not good like these are not this compilation of moments that I'm having are not great like I wasn't prepared for class. It's just it's not a good look for me. Ugh. Jeez. Anyway, that was fun. Um, so I talked about a little bit of everything. Um uh what? <laughs> I talked about a little bit of everything besides just freshman year but um let's go on to oh I lost my page like the page where I was writing I lost my information sheet no I didn't I have it I have it here this is already 40 minutes long like I'm gonna have to do another episode today but guess what y'all are getting more episodes today I have time to produce them so why not um let's talk about sophomore year the year of transplantation yay no more dialysis but like ooh, so much depression I'm sorry I sang (laughs) I'm sorry I sang I get it from my mom love my mom love her so much such a she has done everything and anything for me um so I am very much like her I'm her only child, so, which I mentioned before. Like, we're very close. We're very close. Um, Yeah, I love my mom so much. Um, She's been with me every hospital test, every hospital stay. Um, So, she means a lot to me. Anyway, I've gotten a lot of her characteristics. That's what I was trying to say. Sophomore year. Let's talk about it. Again, I told you I had the same English teacher. Wonderful. Loved it. Um, math, I had, I actually liked my math teacher. I was doing really well in math again and then I had to leave and, um, that was not so fun. Which reminds me of the, so, the guidance Scouts I had for freshman and sophomore year. Um she has retired so she's like not in the school anymore. She was so sweet and so kind and I'm so thankful for her. But what they would do is they would just remove classes that they didn't think I could keep up with anymore after I was done with my like time off, not really time off. It was like um I needed time to like recuperate my my body that's not functioning the best. Um, yeah, so, literally, I can tell you, they would let me go back into English class, and then, um, history, ooh, why did I speak like that, and then my elective, math class they took out of my schedule, um, science they took out of my schedule, um, and then also language, I haven't even spoken about language because there's not much to say about language, um, yeah, there's really not much to say about language, language was a lot, I tried to do French and eventually they just stuck me in Spanish because there wasn't there wasn't room for um, me in French class anymore because I couldn't do French one three years in a row yeah um so they would take me out of math science and language so my schedule got chopped up which was really nice because um I didn't have to do a whole school day which was Ooh, like a godsend because I didn't have as much homework and then I could just relax not really relax because uh, my homework wasn't cut down by that much because I had so much to do to catch up so what am I talking about <laughs> I really did have quite a bit of homework still regardless um and yeah so it would that wonderful thoughtful way of helping me would come back to bite me because then I would have to do the courses that I stopped taking with their instruction. I didn't ask them to take these courses out, but I would have to now take these courses in summer school, which meant I really couldn't do anything in the summertime. My summer times were booked and busy to go to school. Now you see my dilemma. Now you see, maybe you're getting where I'm coming from a little bit more, and you're like, "Oh, no." <laughs> yeah, so it was they were trying to be helpful, but it, in the end at the end of the day, it wasn't as helpful as I thought it would be when I was fourteen because um seventeen year old Talia had a lot to say about it, a lot to say about it, and that's why I felt like I was being punished. For being sick, because it was like I'm not getting good grades in school, I'm not being able to pass these classes and stuff, and it's just because I'm not getting the accommodations that I deserve. They are they're asking me to operate as a full functioning student. That's just not something that I'm able and capable to do anymore. Like it's just really not my capacity. But um, the teachers who did give me accommodations were wonderful, and the accommodations really did help me, and that's why I passed their classes. The teachers that gave me a little bit of, com- of accommodations but weren't really listening to what I was saying and how the problems were affecting me, I didn't plastic their classes. Um, and that only happened twice. I've only failed two classes in my high school career. So, three of you include an elective. That I literally told the teacher, like, I don't have the means in my house to finish the coding. Pro- it was a coding class. I'm... I don't have the means to finish the coding that you wanted me to. I emailed him and I said I was sorry. This is the same teacher who saw that my note for being absent said nephrology. And I told him that I had a kidney transplant and he was showing me sympathy. Until I say that I I had a Chromebook at the time. Like I couldn't do processing on a Chromebook. And he was just kind of like, he never emailed me back. And I noticed that I failed that course. So... Thanks a lot for that. That was really nice. You know that I have a transplant. You know that I'm going through issues with nephrology. But you couldn't give me just the common courtesy. And he knew I had worked in that class really hard. Oof. That still gets me tight. Because why would you fail me? I tri- I worked so hard in that class. I worked as hard as I could. Now I'm a little distraught little distraught but I'll pick myself up by the bootstraps so um while this episode's ending and then I'll go more into sophomore year in the next one um gosh I didn't realize I could talk for an hour for each episode but um I'll go more into like the general consensus of the school so I told you it was a non-testing school which was utter bs um the school also um gave a crap ton of homework like I said like five hours of homework uh and you're asking like wait how is the homework so much to read i mean so much to do it's because it was a lot of reading so for history especially junior year they would give us such thick packets of like dense reading articles and they would require us to annotate them they would literally in english class and history class they would grade your annotating and then in history class we would also get pop quizzes like to see if the, new york Times quizzes so we had to read the front page of new york times and um they would just quiz us on random things about the New York Times that was on the front page. Can I tell you how much anxiety I experienced in that school? Like, a lot. Yeah, and then we also had a um, an essay about every week or every two weeks. Given English and history class, I would say, like, I had an essay, like, every week. Um, especially because I would run behind because of my illness. Um, and some teachers would graciously just cancel out an essay and be like, well, you you couldn't really do it. Other teachers would be like, um, you need to make it up. I'm like, um, sir, ma'am, I really can't. I really just, I wouldn't even say that to them. I would be like, okay. And they would be like, tell me if you need any help. And I was like, I need help with everything. I don't even, let me tell you this. I'll give you a little spoiler alert um because I was absent for the majority of the year freshman and sophomore year and junior year I didn't know how to write a good essay um did I say this already but if I did I have no idea if I said this already but I think I did (laughs) anyway my history teacher literally showed me how to write a good essay and how to put footnotes in my essay because I was running on eighth honestly seventh grade because I didn't fully get my eighth grade experience but I was running on seventh grade knowledge of how to write an essay and my history junior year history teacher helped me so much so thankful that he guided me the way he did he taught me literally everything how to do a footnote and like how to write a cohesive essay and now I write a damn good essay if I do say so myself however he gave too much reading homework it was too much and he can read fast I don't read that fast sorry my brain takes longer to process things i can't that brings me to another tangent of like i saw a tiktok of someone talking about adhd skills so i think i might have adhd i'm not going to self diagnose myself um i'm already going to talk about it with my therapist but they were like oh if you have trouble reading just skim the words and the comment section was just filled of people being like I have ADHD and I've always read like this I didn't know other people didn't read like this or I have ADHD and my brain literally won't let me read like this I am the latter my brain will not let me skim anything I can't tell you how many times history teachers have been like just skim the reading work that's five pages double-sided 12-point font excuse me that's gonna take me an hour and a half to read and annotate and actually comprehend what it's saying because history literature is dense sorry i'm sorry but that's gonna take me an hour and a half to read and then english was like full-blown novels with like incredibly long chapters that we had to read every every day They would literally assign, like, a 50-page reading one day. And I'm like, I have other homework. That's the thing that everyone said about the school is, like, none of the teachers really talk to each other. And we would constantly have so much homework. And every class, it's like every teacher would forget that you had other classes' homework to do. And some teachers would even, would even say, like, well, you should prioritize my class. Yeah, um, so how are we supposed to navigate that And then we would, ooh, my voice cracked. And then we would, like, even plead with teachers, like, hey, we have some serious testing these days. Could you maybe move it? And they would be like, ask the other teacher. There was no communication between departments at all. At all. And that's why it was such a mess. I hope they got that together. Because, oh, wow. It was horrible. There was always a test and essay that was due for me. And it made me so depressed and so anxious to the point where I didn't want to do anything. Like I said, I had burnout. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do any of it. And I literally got to the point where I stopped doing my homework. And I was like, no, no, no. I give up. Never again. No. Luckily, I got myself together by the bootstraps because I wanted to graduate. And I did it. I can't even go into how much work I had to put in. I had to put in so much hours of work. (sighs) And I'm not saying that I should just get it passed because I was sick. But, like, the accommodations that I received were, um, depending on the teacher, very little to none. Very. Very. I'll get into it more when I talk about sophomore year. But the school structure. Like, it's not just my school because it was a very rigorous school. Ooh, so rigorous. I I don't suggest it, okay? Especially if you have, like, your own life problems. I don't suggest it. I don't suggest going to a rigorous school. I'm sorry, I just don't. But it's just the school structure in general. Like, I've had friends who would get so much test anxiety and they were... It's, and smart is so subjective. Like we're basing our intelligence off of test scores, which is so archaic and I like more holistic learning. Now let me tell you something. If it was up to holistic holistic um grading, I would have never failed a class in my eyes. But no, that's not what grading is. Um anyway, to the teachers that really helped me and understood where I was coming from. Thank you. Thank you. Like actually Thank you so much. I really needed it. Um, Yeah, to the other ones. I hope you learn. I really hope you learn what it's like to deal with this stuff. Because the ones who gave me the most grace, I like them the most, obviously. But, like, you're going to have to deal with other students who are going through things. I wish you just had a little more empathy and and compassion. That's all. That's all I have to say um, about them. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to end this one a little early. I realized that I might have to spend an hour per each school year, which I didn't expect because I really don't have any stories. I wasn't making, I wasn't doing nothing but schoolwork all the time and depression. I'll say this, the, the la- this will be my last bit. I would have so much schoolwork. People were literally depriving themselves of sleep. I, from others classmates I would want to turn my brain I would want to turn my brain off after school and just go on my phone and do anything but think I would li- I just lo- I just needed to turn my brain off and the thing is to recuper to recuperate from an 8 a.m to two twenty that many hours I'm not gonna do the math that many hours of constant school work and stress and anxiety I just wanted to shut everything off but no I had to come home and do five hours of homework at minimum minimum was five hours minimum was five hours a day but yet you want me to also have a social life and and do extracurricular activities please and I have to keep up with my health and dialysis oh baby no you're setting yourself up for failure because I'm not the failure you're setting yourself up you're setting yourself up to be greatly disappointed that's then that's on you because who told you to aim that high yeah so um very very anxiety inducing incredibly stress inducing i have nothing else to say about that but um was some of the most stressful years of my life but also some of the most taxing on my mental health i genuinely lost myself with my sense of self through that debacle not even getting into college obligations because college obligations whoa no please no i never want to talk about college applications again anyway they were like always telling us that they're preparing us for college but well, let me tell you something i haven't finished my first sem- i didn't finish my first semester in college because i got sick talking about that later but college was so much college was so much easier <laughs> than any of my ho- oh woo. When I tell you college felt like a break from schoolwork compared to my high school, yeah, 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 yeah. Oof, 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 oof. So um, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about sophomore year and then get into junior year on the next one, which is literally gonna come out right after this one. So peace, goodbye. Listen to the next episode if you want to. I'm going to record it now. Goodbye.